But what I want to do is spend a little time with you on, I think, the key to truly being successful. And the key to truly being successful and using the tools you saw today is this. Yeah. See, 90% of success is the space between your two ears. It's the way you think. It's the way you process things. And the problem when people see opportunity, the reason they miss it and don't take advantage of it is because they're not taught to process. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, they leave that part out so that no matter what you see, your chances of succeeding are slim. And, uh, and so I, I am gonna go through it pretty quick. Um, my story is long, most of you, from the stories you've heard, you've gotten the overwhelming uh, re uh, tidbit, which is anybody can do this. Yeah. I don't have to tell you how bad I was in the beginning. You can pretty much guess. I was 19 when somebody took me to my first meeting like this. I sat in the audience like you. I had no idea what they were talking about. They went through a whole presentation on how to finance and insurance and investments. I was 19, I didn't even have a checking account. So nothing they said was relevant to me. They talked about being properly insured for your family. I had no family, I had no wife, I had no children. I lived in a dorm room on a college campus when I sat in my first meeting. Everything they said went over my head. I thought somebody invited me here, it must be to clean this room when I'm eating over. Which I would have taken that job at 19 <laughs> while in college. But they actually, said I could work the opportunity too. And they said you could make $500 in three hours. And I said $500 in three hours, I'm gonna only work on Monday. <laughs> I'm gonna put in nine hours every Monday, make $1,500 for the week, take the rest of the week off. At that time, without dating myself in college, beer was 50 cents. You know how much beer I could buy at the college pub with $1,500 a week? I had every intention to be the man on college campus working one day on Monday. Now, I still wasn't sure what I was supposed to do, but for $1,500, I will learn it. It's not that difficult. See, that's the reason I've been successful my whole life, because I've always had the mentality that for the right amount of money, I'll learn it. Knowing if you go through my school years, you'll see that was my mentality. In college, I mean, high school, didn't want to go to college. Wanted to dance and rap and do entertainment. My counselor said, what if that don't work? I said, I don't know. So you might want to go to college. Make a lot of money. What's a lot of money? So if you pick the right career, you can make as much as 100,000 a year. Okay, let's swing by the college thing. Let's see what that's all about. Got in college. What do you want to be? I don't know. What pays the most? Well, engineering. What type of engineer? Aerospace engineer. Make a couple hundred thousand dollars. Sign me up for that. My friend was going, dude, you didn't even take math or anything. I said, how you going to do science in college like I said, for a couple hundred thousand dollars, I don't learn that crap. I go back to what I missed out of high school, add to the college. I did. If you can find a 1986 King University, uh, physics and chemistry brochure, I was on the cover. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, how you get on the cover? You know, 
No, they said a couple hundred thousand. I joined the physics and chemistry club. Fastest way to learn is from all the nerds who know. <laughs> so you looked at that picture, you knew one of these things don't belong. He cheating off everybody else. <laughs> Whatever. Then they took me to a meeting like this. What did they say? You can make a couple hundred thousand. And I don't have to do whole aerospace engineering, <laughs> go into the military, be a pilot. And they had me on a whole program. I was the guy walking around college campuses with the spit shine shoes, the blue Air Force uniform. I was ROTC, I was everything. I was going to get that couple of hundred thousand. Went to a meeting, they said, You can make a couple hundred thousand just by getting seven to ten people. I came back and said, I quit this ROTC thing. <laughs> I'm going to have a fit. <laughs> doing all that extra work, I can go to this meeting. Get seven people to go with me, I'm gonna be on point. Drove my family nuts, but I went back to that meeting. Seven people, one of the first people I took was my cousin sitting right there. He can mm -hmm. tell you I'm not lying about any of this. I came back and said, we're gonna be rich. We need to put on a tie. He said, I don't have a tie. I got a tie, wrapped it around his neck. It ain't matched, nothing else he had on. <laughs> and I brought 10 of us. To that meeting. They said seven or ten. I got ten right now. They said, what you go, what, what do we gotta do next? Each of y'all gotta bring ten back. So we did. Three months later we had 120 people in the room. We were the biggest team in the room and could not explain to you what they do. <laughs> so we started. They said, Well, you guys must be serious, so we'll train you. And then they started training us. That was the beginning of our career. See, I was too dumb to fail. While everybody else had questions, and is it legitimate, and can I see a financial report, I was sitting there going, if they show me one, I can't read it. So don't ask for nothing <laughs> you can't read. Just keep going along with what they say. Now, I did have another characteristic that helped me. Some of y'all born with this. It comes from the hood if you came from the hood. I had, I wish they would, not pay me after I do all this work. <laughs> <laughs> How many of y'all got that character? <laughs> See, I, everybody else worried about it's a scam. I knew one thing for sure, don't have my money. <laughs> this whole pace gonna get burnt down on the city with a gas can when the cops come. They owe me $500 for three hours. I've been here nine hours. They gonna give me my $1,500. Somebody take up a collection. But somebody gonna give me my fifteen hundred dollars. See, I didn't. I wasn't motivated by the fear that it might be illegitimate. I was motivated by they might not pay nobody else in here because it's a scam. But they gonna pay me. You understand? They gonna give me my fifteen hundred to leave. So when you got those things motivating you, you know you don't you don't have all the skepticism. You just like. They said, do the work, they're going to give me the money. I did the work, somebody got to have my money. Do y'all need to have a meeting, huddle up, figure out who's going to break it down, how they're going to pay it? Let's do it. So let me tell you a little bit about the mindset. I'm going to go pretty quick here. Now that I'm starting, got my story. See, the first step to controlling the space between your two ears is understanding what's between your two ears. How many of you saw Men in Black? Yep. The movie. How many of you saw how they had the full body? alien, but whenever they killed one, the hand would open up and there'd be a little alien inside steering the body. Remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Every one of us has a little alien inside 
that's controlling what we do. So you don't believe me, we're gonna do something for a minute. I want you to scream the word rock star without using your mouth. Rock star. No, 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 I'm gonna count to three. <laughs> then you still use your mouth, because I shouldn't hear you if you didn't use your mouth. Only person should hear you is you. Oh. On the count of three. One, <laughs> two, three. How many of you said it? Mm -hmm. How many of you heard it? I heard it. Did you hear the word rock star in your head? I heard it. So somebody said it in your head. See, that's your unconscious. That's you. That is your unconscious mind that talks to you all the time. Now, some of y'all going to deny it, but let me talk about some other time. See, if, how many of you women saw a woman walk in the room and said to yourself, no, she didn't. <laughs> how many of y'all said that without saying it? I know she didn't wear that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She knows she should have covered up. <laughs> See, your brain is saying it to you, but you ain't saying it out loud so nobody can hear. <laughs> How many times have you had your boss say something to you, and in your head you said, You ain't talking to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't have that little tag that says, Supervisor, I will beat you. Right? How many of you said it in your head, didn't say it out loud? See, we all have that voice. The problem is we only use it to mask negativity. When we want to say something that we don't want other people to hear is when we say it to ourselves. But how about saying something to yourself about women? How about starting to use that voice to talk to you about being successful? How about using that voice to motivate and encourage you instead of talk about somebody else? See, we all got it in us. We just use it wrong. See, there is a little alien steering all our bodies. The problem is, what are we telling them to do? Your brain is the most powerful tool ever created. Yet, what does it spend most of its time doing? What does your brain spend most of its time doing? Keeping you alive. Keeping you alive. <laughs> what does that consist of? Okay. So the most powerful tool in the universe makes sure you eat. Mm -hmm. Make sure you don't forget, bro. That's what your brain does every day. Make sure you breathe. Because if you stop breathing, right? Here's a big one. It makes sure you crack. Because if you don't crack out what you eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. The most powerful tool is on automatic pilot keeping you alive with breathing, eating, crapping, sleeping. If you don't sleep, right? So why are you allowing the most powerful tool you have to only do the most basic of functions to keep you alive. Why don't you add something to it, like help me win? See, your brain's only gonna do what's most important. And the most important thing is keeping you alive. How does it come up with what's next? You gotta tell it. You have <laughs> to tell it. And not just once, but over and over and over yeah. again. See, a lot of you are the church-going people, but you don't even understand why you really pray. Mm. See, the reason you pray 
is so you can hear what you asking God for over and over again. God already knows what's in your heart mm -hmm. and in your mind. What do you think? God can't hear you? If I don't say it, he ain't going to know. Which God is that? And if you don't say it, he ain't going to know. So who are you really saying it for? Because you need to know for sure what you're asking God for. And you need to hear you ask every day, multiple times a day, so that your brain registers this is truly your desire, and then the God in you will deliver. Y'all don't know, though. You just, which is why most of you do what most people do, which is skip praying, and then you achieve nothing. And you blame God. I went too deep. Right? <laughs> I went too deep. I go too deep. Everybody just start looking at me. Nah, it's good. Like I knew he was gonna pass a plate around. I'm gonna do it right now. At the end, I'm gonna get them dollars, right? Hey, number two, you gotta become obsessed with goal setting for this very purpose. So many people go through life wanting things but never set a goal to get them. Want without a goal is just a wish. I played the lottery yesterday and I was wishing I was going to win. I ain't had no game plan. I ain't had no goal. My wife goes, you play the lottery and don't even pick your own numbers. She right. How do you, I, I don't even take the time to pick my, I just say, give it. Quick pick. Quick pick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And that's why I never quick pick me back. <laughs> <laughs> Wasted a whole another $20 just <laughs> Number three, you got to have a merger with your upline. What does that mean? Find a mentor and merge with them. Yes. Stop trying to do this by yourself. Here, I'm going to let you in on something. If you knew how to be wealthy, you'd already be wealthy. wealthy. Right. That's not a secret you keep from yourself. If you knew how to do it, you'd do it. Come on. You wouldn't be like, I know how to do it, but I'm just not going. <laughs> right? So you got to merge with somebody. Let it be somebody here that can help you. Hey, number four, live your life right. What does that mean? What does live your life right mean? It means instead of looking for somebody to put fault on, take responsibility for your life. Yes. I see so many people that are grown and still angry at their parents. Mm -hmm. And all kinds of fault about how they were raised. Look, my mother got me from newborn able to do nothing to adulthood. She good. She did her job. What type of mother? Irrelevant. Did I eat? <laughs> did I have a roof over my head? Was there heat? <laughs> Thanks, Mom. We good. I'll take it from here. I got people, oh, my mama was like this. My, mom, my mama did whatever the heck she wanted. She had four kids. One woman worked double shifts as a nurse. 16-hour days to raise the four of us. Whatever we got, we got. Was life unfair? Absolutely. There was sometimes I got whoopings. I ain't really wasn't the one who did it. 
But my mother ain't had time to be a police officer. <laughs> Her philosophy was if you whoop all four, you got one of them. They did it. They worked 100% of the time. Nobody got away with nothing. Because if she whooped all four, I got the person who did it in there. They but four of y'all. And I know you ain't had no friends in my house because then she'd go whoop them too. <laughs> Now, I could argue the philosophy is not fair, but it worked. Because the next time one decided they was going to do something wrong, the other three beat them up so we wouldn't get a beating. By the time my mom got home, ain't that happened? We cleaned that up. Tell me how philosophy didn't work. So look, you got to be willing to stop putting fault and take responsibility. Here's number five, the most important thing in your journey to success. Save your money. I watch so many people compromise their lives because they don't save money. I've been broke. Now I'm rich. What helped me get there was my desire to never be broke again. And you know how I safeguarded against that? Saved money. Where did I save it? Everywhere. I got money in hidden places in my house. I got gold bars. I got silver bars. I got crypto. I, you name it, I got some. I don't know what it's gonna do, but one of them gonna do something. But here's what I never have to do. Compromise my integrity for money. I never have. You can't ever challenge me. You can't ever tell me what to do. You can't ever scare me. I ain't never worried about it. People say, Chris, what you gonna do if this happens? I'm gonna gather up my money and move over there. <laughs> what happened if something happened over there? I'm gonna gather it up and move over there. <laughs> what? My family came over my house for the holidays, and they said, something's weird about how you live. And I go, I can tell you what you're feeling. See, I live in a multi-million dollar house, and I live like I'm off the grid. I'm growing my own vegetables. <laughs> just in case they poison the food. I got a water filtration system. Just in case they poison the water. I got all this in a million dollar house. So they like, you living like you're in the woods in this neighborhood. Because you don't never know. That's right. I'm free. You can't, you, and you're going to have to get me, you got to come through the door. You understand that? You ain't going to slip it in my food. You ain't going to slip it in the water. You got to come in and get me. And then I got a whole nother bunch of stuff I got for that. <laughs> oh, then my wife said, I wish somebody would run up in this <laughs> We be doing drills and stuff. And then we be doing you go that way, I go this way. Grab the money and the gun, meet you around the side. We get to the side. Was that cool? You see anything? All right, break. We'll do this again tomorrow. We do drills with somebody would. See, you got to be save your money so you can be prepared for whatever. I've watched people sell their soul for $10,000, $20,000. Yeah. 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 
Number six, live in daytime compartments. Hey guys, stop letting the past affect your future. The past is irrelevant. I don't even care how long ago it was. Do this with me for a minute. Take your finger like this. Put it on your nose. Now take it off. Now undo that. You just did it three seconds ago. Why you can't undo it? You just did it. See how fast the past becomes irrelevant? You can't even undo something you did three years ago. Why are you still upset about something that happened a year ago? Why last month getting on your nerves? Why is yesterday stopping you from having a good today? All of that is irrelevant. It's unchangeable. Therefore, you should give it no energy. When the day over, it's over. Me and my wife could have a fight today. In the morning, she will say, do you want some coffee? Now, part of me be like, she going to poison me. <laughs> <laughs> but the other part of me is like, you better take it or you're going to encourage her to poison So I say yes. And I take my coffee. And guess what? 12 years later, she ain't never poisoned. Because this is how it, it's over. Yesterday is over. Neither one of us ain't leaving. Ain't no need of killing each other because then you're going to go to jail. So we just wake up the next day and start over. Yeah. And yesterday don't matter. It's over. So many of you got the, the past that's totally controlling every action you take. Daytime. When you go to bed, that day is over. It's over. When you wake up, it's a new day. You decide the new day is gonna be a better, more beautiful, more exciting. You decide that. You get up and say, I'm alive, I'm awake, I feel great. I look good, I feel fine, I feel this way all the time. Let that little voice tell you. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all like deep and black child. <laughs> but remember, most successful people, they say are eccentric. They always want to call us crazy as their justification for why we have and they don't. I'd rather be crazy with money than broke and saving any day. Some of y'all need to get a little crazy because you're too daggone normal and broke. <laughs> Just me. Number seven, focus on developing leaders. We talk a lot about helping people and getting people, but remember, your job is to help them develop into independent leaders. It's the same job you have with your children. Your job is not to take care of your children forever. Your job is to develop your child into an independent, functioning person. My son's 26 years old. He moved out at 18. He still talks about that because he didn't believe us. When he was 12, 13, 14, 15, he kept saying, I can't wait till I'm 18 and I don't have to listen to y'all no more. He turned 18 and we said, hey, hey let's have a meeting. You 18. <laughs> so where you go? Oh, I figured I'd stay here and get a job. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I remember at 12, you said, I can't. Wait, at 13, you said, ooh, I'm telling you, when I get to, at 14, you, you 18, you got 60 days. 
His mama took him looking for studio apartments and he got a little job and she helped him move in and put a little furniture in there. Now he's 26 and guess what he said? I'm the only one of my friends have my own place. They all still live with their parents. Um. Now every now and then he'll drop a hit and say, I sure wish I could stay somewhere and save some money. And I go, when you find that place, let me know. I'm going to move in with you. <laughs> <laughs> we both going to live there for free and save some money. So when you find that location, let a brother in on it. Me and you both move in there free. You're going to find a free place to live so you can save all your money. I've been looking for that place all my life. Oh, you mean here? Yeah, that place don't exist. <laughs> you develop leaders. That was the most important part of uh, Black Panther for me. Yes. When he went to the spirit realm to visit his father, and he said, I don't think I'm ready. And his father said, were you not with me everywhere I went? Were you not on my leg in everything I've done? If you're not ready, then I failed as a king and as a father. I was like, whoa, Pete, there it is. Mm -hmm. There it is. He hit them straight up, right? Don't right. come in here whining, talking about you not ready. I didn't have your little butt with me everywhere. Your whole life training you to be a king and be successful. You not ready. But some of y'all, you doing this with your king. They saying they not ready, and you going, that's okay, just for you. I went too deep. I'm going to back up. <laughs> Every now and then I slip up. Number eight, you got to be a daggone competitor. See, success is about iron sharpening iron. It's about people pushing people to be their best. It's a reason why we go to school our whole life in groups. See, you get in the first grade, you get in kindergarten, and you got to compete with the other kindergartners. Then you got to get in first grade and compete, second grade. That 12 years of competing before you get out in the real world, and then you get out here and go, I don't like to compete. What was that 12 years of training for? When they said break time and you shot out the door to get the toys first, or get on the jungle gym first, or be the first one to slide down the slide, and now you become an adult and you go, I don't compete. Whew. So you just accept losing. Because if you don't compete to prepare to win, you're not going to win. Somebody who competes will. And then some of you get cute with it and go, well, it depends on what I'm competing for. I don't give a crap what the contest for. You're not beating me. You ain't beating me for a t-shirt, for a hat, for a lollipop. For I don't give a crap if it's a mint at the front desk. And they say when the meeting break, who up, I'm going to... I remember there was a trip to Nicaragua and people was like, I don't want to go to Nicaragua. I don't give a crap. I may not go either, but I'm going to win it and give it to who I want to send to Nicaragua. Right. Yes. You're not going to beat me. <laughs> Some of y'all too easy to beat. You quit before it started. Mm -mm. Marcus, mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I know you 
twice my size. But let there be a lollipop outside this door. Me and you gonna go at it. If you beat me, I wore you. You hear me? You gonna be missing a leg, an arm, a fingernail, something. You ain't just gonna beat me. Some of y'all give up too quick. Number nine, negatives up, positives all around. Are you gonna have problems in life? Absolutely. But go up to your mentor, to somebody that can solve it. Don't tell the people beside you. They in the same boat you in. Why are you gonna scare the whole boat? Don't tell the people in your team so that they quit. Now you just destroyed your money. Talk to the people who have a vested interest in your success. Scott just said, we don't make money unless you make money. That also means that we don't have, we can't fix problems if you have problems. So if you're in this room, you're one of these directors. If something don't go right in this company, you talk to that director, not anybody else. And if that director can't get it right, they're going to go to an ambassador. They're going to find a red jacket. And if they get red jacket can't get it right, they're going to find me or Scott. And if we can't get it right, then just quit, because it ain't going to get fixed. <laughs> That's it. But at least you exhaust up without affecting anybody else. Mm -hmm. You understand the guy that brought me to my first meeting, that he would have just stayed, would have been a millionaire of what we did. Mm, right. But he left. Mm -hmm. Quit. And when I finally saw him years later, I said, why you didn't tell me, man? I was mad at you. Why did you leave without telling me? He said, because you were doing well, I wasn't. And I didn't want to say anything that would make you quit out of loyalty to me, just because I wasn't doing as well as you were. So I left you. When he explained it to me, I said, thank you. Because I probably would have been loyal to the person who brought me here. I probably would have left with him. If he was mad, I'd have got mad. We were kind of trained that way in the hood. If somebody in my neighborhood got in a fight, we all jumped in. And then afterwards, we was like, what we was fighting about? Yeah. <laughs> who, who said what? He was talking about your mom. <laughs> but we didn't have to know that in the beginning. We just went running and jumped in. See, that kind of loyalty is dangerous. And that's why you got to, as a leader, use it wisely. Negatives up. Positive all around. And then number 10, you gotta think big, to grow big. Guys, you can't think small. You gotta think big. You know the number one thing that stops most people from ever getting to a million? 200,000. Wow. Because when the average person starts to make a couple hundred thousand, they get comfortable. They're no longer stressing. They're wearing designer clothes. They get them a Mercedes. All the hunger. Mm -hmm. All the hunger that got them there goes away. And then guess what they realize? 200,000 is too small. It's easily reversible. Plenty of people who make 200 lose it all. You got to get into the millions so that you get to a point where you can't lose it. So don't let 200 steal your hunger. Most people steal their hunger. People I watch get to a million haven't changed 
anything at 200. They don't even change their address till they cross a million. Warren Buffett still live in the same house he bought before he became wealthy. The man worth a hundred billion live in a $300,000 house in Oklahoma somewhere, some crazy place. Same house. They said, why are you still living in the same house? Because I like it. I liked it when I bought it. And they were, oh, he could have spent a lot more. He don't have to. He put $750 million into charity accounts for each of his kids to manage to go change the world. What's a better use of your money? A big house? Come on. Or all your children run a $750 million endowment? And then people say, you're not going to leave your money to your kids? He goes, no. But does he have to? If you run an endowment, you're allowed to take 10% as income. 10% of 750 million is 75 million a year each child gets for doing charity. <laughs> All in how you think. I'm going to end with this. There's five steps to goal setting. Leave here and exercise these steps immediately. First one is you got to have a clear, concise mental picture of what you want. What do you want? Now you're here. You found a vehicle that could get you anything you want. So the question is, what do you want? Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's as simple as a car or as vast as a net worth of $100 million. What do you want? Be clear and concise about it. If you want a new car, go to the dealership, drive the car, and then take the brochure home so that you have a picture of the car and a feeling of what it's like to drive it. I don't care if it's a Rolls Royce. You can drive a Rolls Royce. They cannot not let you drive something just because you can't afford it. That's all put in place to scare you. But if you walk in there like you own a place, trust me, I've walked in like I own a lot of places <laughs> I couldn't afford to be and made them pull a lot of cars around front that I couldn't afford to buy yet. But because I did that, those very cars are in my garage right now. Be clear and concise. If you want a new house, go to the home magazine, cut pictures out of the type of house you want. Have a clear, concise mental picture of what you want. Put a picture of the new car you want on the tape it to the dashboard of the car you're driving now. Every time you get in your jalopy now, you look at your dashboard and see what you're moving up to. Put a picture of your new house on the front door of the old house or apartment so every time you open the door, you see where you're heading, not where you are. Just telling you how to win. Everything. Want a new husband? Put a picture of him. Take it to the old husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Be clear and concise. Number two, what price are you willing to pay? See, then you got to decide what are you willing to do. See, some of you going to say, I'm in, Chris. I'm going to do this business. And as soon as something go wrong, you quit. And what price were you willing to pay? None. <coughs> what time frame? A goal without a deadline 
Just a wish. You got to say when. Yeah. By when. You got to tell yourself by when. You're trying to get your brain to stop just focusing on keeping you alive and take you to the next level. But you got to tell it by when or your brain will just say, well, I'll get around to it whenever. Right. Some of you say, I want to be rich. What is rich? One million, two million, five million, ten million, three billion? Define, clear, concise, by when? Right. Not eventually. I hear people talk about when I get older, I'm going to be rich. What the heck is older? Right. You got to define it. To some of these young people, all of us should be dead. <laughs> talk to the young people today. How old are you? You're in your 50s. <laughs> they look at you like you got a disease. Your baby. Ooh, let us pray. You still here? <laughs> and you want to beat them up, right? You like really? But when you was their age, that's what you said. I remember being young. I didn't think I was gonna live thirty. Ain't no nobody was thirty. It's like nah, I'm gonna get this in now. I do what I want to do because by thirty, probably ain't gonna be here. Now I say 50 and people look at me like, you still here? <laughs> what? I feel younger as anybody else. By noon, it's 7.30 in the morning that things ain't working yet. <laughs> Roll out the bed, lay, just give out. <laughs> What's wrong, 50? <laughs> At 50, stuff shut off without noticing. <laughs> you might have to tuck and roll early in the morning to get to that. But by one, I'm in fighting shape. <laughs> by 11.30, I'm, my wife will tell you, I got an automatic shutdown button. <laughs> by 11.15, one eye closed, one arm stopped moving, and I'm trying to make it to bed. <laughs> at 11.30, at 11.30, I'm out. And it takes me exactly 45 seconds to fall asleep. As soon as I lay down, she want to talk. <laughs> she talked to me the other night. I was like, you do know it's after 1130. I have no idea what you're saying. Nothing's working. Can we pick this up in the morning? <laughs> Nothing's crazy when she's trying to start a movie at 1130. Oh, oh, you like here. Let's watch this movie real quick. We ain't even going to play like I'm going to watch this movie. I'm Let's be clear. clear. <laughs> I will start the movie with you. A minute into the movie, I'm going to sleep. I'll watch it tomorrow while you sleep late. Right. <laughs> Some of y'all, look, hey, it's all about knowing in the data, right? What's your game plan to achieve it? If you're going to do it here, we got a system so you don't have to create a game plan. Just set a goal and follow the system. Merge with your upline and keep negatives up and positives around. And you can get whatever you want. Yes. Then you kind of write your goals down and read them daily. Why do you got to read them daily? Remind Why? yourself. Mm -hmm. Why? Telling your brain you what's most important. Your mind focused on what you mm -hmm. want. And you only get it by saying it to your brain over and over again until your brain go, okay, <laughs> we're going to go get you this Mercedes so you can leave me alone so I can focus on you being regular. <laughs> that's my main purpose, to keep you alive. So I'm going to go ahead and help you get this house. Rolling so I can get back to what I meant to do, which is keep you alive. You ain't been sleeping right, eating right, or regular. And you want to bed. 
So I'm going to get you to bed so I can get back to when I need to do to keep you alive. But that's only if you keep saying it enough to get on. You got to look at it like I got to get on my brain's nerves to make it do what I want it to do. I got to work its nerves. Remember how you used to do your mama? Mama, 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 mama. Am I, am I stuck in the nerve, mama? But we knew how to do that when you was young. Because eventually we get what we want, even if you didn't plan to get into us at first. Can I have a cookie? No, no. No, no. Well, if you don't take that cookie and go outside. <laughs> I remember when I used to get put on punishment. First thing I would do is go in my mama's room, sit at the foot of her bed. <laughs> I spent the whole thing. She finally went, Well, if you don't get out of here, go outside, go anywhere, get out my room. Thank you. <laughs> if I'm gonna do jail time, you doing it too, mama. I'm gonna sit right here next to you. Y'all have forgot the techniques that work. As adults, we have forgotten the techniques that work. Implement them again. Here's what I say goals in. You don't have to use this, but I'm just going to tell you what I do, and I'll end with this. I set goals in five areas at the beginning of every year, and then I break them down into monthly, and then I break them down into weekly, but I make sure I have a goal for my faith and how much money I'm going to give. I always have a goal with my family and what I want to do to move my family forward. I always have a finance goal of what I want my net worth to be, what I want my income to be, how big I want this company to be. I set those goals. I have a fitness goal. I know I got to lose 30 pounds. I know it. Built a whole gym in my house. I just ain't convinced me to go in there yet. <laughs> but I'm working on it one step at a time. First, you got to get one, right? Then you gotta walk through it a few times, make sure everything works. Then eventually get on the schedule. I'm working on it, people. Don't pressure me. I see how y'all looking at it. I struggle in this area because everybody keeps saying to get in shape. And round is a shape. <laughs> so I don't know what y'all talking about. I am in shape. I'm almost the perfect round. When you learn your shape, did they have six pack on it? No, six pack ain't a shape. That's some freakish nerdy like, alien thing to look like that. This is a shape market. <laughs> this is round. <laughs> Imagine trying to get a woman to stay and watch a movie with you, and she got to lay her head on some bumpy, rough on <laughs> You Netflix and chill on this. It's a pillow. I'm trying to move the other sheet so I, it's hard for me to let it go. Doc, keep going, you got to lose. And I'm like, this has gotten me through life. Many relationships. But I'm going to let it go because I'm old now. And my wife ain't laying on my stomach at this point anyway. She got her little electric bed. She hit the button and it lift up in the back. And then lift that down. And she over there. You know my. I might as well let it go then, huh? Always set goals to have fun. Reward yourself when you hit your goals instead of just giving yourself what you want, although you haven't done anything to achieve it. 
set fun goals and reward yourself. See, I put in my goals that I lose 30 pounds, I get to go on the shopping spree and get all new clothes. And I'm like, okay, now, now I got some motivation. I buy whatever I want. I can spend as much as I want. I mean, new shoes, clothes, everything, whole nine yards. My wife's like, do, do you? He's <laughs> 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 like, man, you look like you're trying. I'm trying to go shopping. That's what I'm trying to do. So that's the areas I set goals in, guys. Look, you've gotten everything you need to win right now. You can never say that you didn't win because you didn't know how. See, your grandkids come up to you one day and go, why we don't live in the big house on the hill? You can't say because we never knew how. You just got to say because I never did what it took. Know about you, but I ain't never planned on having that conversation go that way. I suggest you do the same. Fight for what you want and be an example for the next generation of what they can achieve if they put their mind to it, set goals, find the right vehicle, and not be afraid to work hard. Thank you guys for coming down and joining us this Saturday.